And it is 9.30 in the morning. And folks, that means it's straight talk time. Straight talk is your chance to call in with questions that you might have on faith. Uh, We have Father John Rutten joining us this morning. We'll get to talk to him in just a moment. But first, I wanted to give out the phone number, 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So an opportunity to chat with Father John Rutten. Do you have any people waiting in the wings, Father John? <laughs> I do not. I'm <laughs> Good. sorry. I'm was that what I was supposed to? No, because okay. it could have been scary. Okay. You know it's how like you're... when they ask you to be on like a board or on a, you know, he had a committee or something. Yeah. What they're really saying is, would you and all of your friends, all of your friends. help this mission? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. exactly right. No, I forgot to bring yeah. my well, friends. Well, no, sometimes <laughs> with Rutten Radio, I, for those that don't know, Rutten Radio exists on a Real Presence Radio, and you can go to see the podcast and hear it's under the Sioux Falls section. Um, but you're part of the three, one of the three of Rutten Radio. That's correct. And Joe does Stump the Priest. Yeah. Well, we haven't done that in a haven't long time. You? No, because when it used you, to be a two-hour program, we used to have more like segments. Uh, we haven't. Well, we could do that. We could bring that back. Well, it's, well yeah. I don't know if... I think you and Father Paul would be like, no, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) It might be good for me to sharpen up some of my skills. So Father John Rutten is here. He is actually Joe Rutten's brother, twin brother, um, for those of you who don't know. And then they have another brother that's another priest, Father Paul Rutten. And he's just moved here to St. Mary's. So now all three of you are in Sioux Falls. In the Sioux Falls area. I'm in Harrisburg. Yeah. Yeah, the area. Yeah, absolutely. So it is your opportunity to call in with a question that you might have. The number is 877 And you can ask Father Paul or Father John, whoever. <laughs> sorry. I, no, that's going to happen a lot. I was talking with somebody the other day, and they said, oh, we're in your parish, and I'm in the new parish, St. John Paul II. Yeah. And, you know, people are coming new, and there's a lot happening, and uh, so... We had a long conversation. In the end, I said, well, what brought you to Harrisburg? And they said, oh, well, we don't live in Harrisburg. I said, oh, you don't? Uh, I thought you moved into my parish. And uh, <laughs> they said, well, yeah. Well, I said, oh, well, what brought you to Sioux Falls? Because Southwest Sioux Falls comes to sure. JP2. And they said, well, we live in McKinnon Park. And I'm like, oh, oh you think I'm, <laughs> I'm Father Paul. Paul. Yes. Yes. So it's going to happen a lot. It you is. Call me Paul. And call I know, me Joe, I know call all me three John. of you. <laughs> That's the bad part. Well, Father John, let me, uh, if I can just interject just a few seconds. I want to just publicly thank you for your decision to become a priest of Jesus Christ. Thank you very much for that. And how long have you been a a priest? Seven years. Seven years. Yep. Well, God bless you for answering the call. It is uh, awesome. And so on this uh, this Feast of St. Dominic, (laughs) Father... Uh, I was in conversation with someone yesterday, and we were trying to we were trying to uh, uh, determine what role Saint Dominic had in the uh, rosary. Hmm. And <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> so, so, so I didn't inform you when you asked me to come on. Uh, <laughs> that I'm not going to question and answer. <laughs> well, let's ask, no. this, well, yeah. <laughs> let's ask uh, this question instead. Yeah. Okay. Um, a listener's already 
wrote in. Oh, great. So they oh, said, okay. you mentioned Joe and Father John are twins. Didn't I hear something that they have many of the same DNA markers, too? What does that mean? Oh, that means when you do your <laughs> genetic testing, how many marks are you, like, totally Did you guys do that? Yeah, we did. And you we're did? like, 99.999999% genetically the same thing. Oh. So, yeah, that's what they're Is that kind of weird? Um. No, it's kind of fascinating because no matter how close you are, you I still know I'm me. Yeah. Yes. So it it's I mean it's interesting to think why well, we share this much in common, but in the end we're totally different. Well, so the interesting that's the fascinating part, part to me from the outside, an outsider looking in is that if you're that close, that small of percentage has a big effect because you're very similar but you're very different. Yeah, and so I guess the thing that fascinates me is the role, you know, we reduce, the human person is often reduced down to the material reality. Mm -hmm. And so the thing you see glaringly then is that the soul carries with it a huge impact on who the person is. Mm. And so we have different souls. And so we're very different people. So the truth of the matter is we are 50 point zero 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 five percent the same the other part our soul is like totally different we share nothing of the same soul and so like the part we share the same is just the body so i i interesting yeah very interesting yeah so it uh the the dynamic of the rosary isn't um something that just came out of nowhere but it is a period of time that refers to saint dominic and uh, there's no like historical exact thing, okay. but this gift that was given to him by Mary is something that then grew over time. Mm-hmm. So of the high middle ages of the 13th century is when the rosary becomes. But even before that, you can say the idea of pilgrimage in many ways is tied to us getting the rosary because you went on a pilgrimage and the rosary was a way in which you could take a pilgrimage without without going oh. to the Holy Land, kind of like the Stations of the Cross or a way you mm-hmm. can do the sta- the life of Jesus mm-hmm. without going to the Holy Land. Because you have to think, remember the Crusades, remember the different things, like to take a pilgrimage was by then a very strong spiritual dimension of the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. And so the Rosary became a daily way in which you could take this pilgrimage with Mary. Oh, that's um, beautiful. But this gift given to St. Dominic primarily, but then even all the way down to um, our parish patron, you know, the Rosary... When when was the rosary given to the world? Well, um, in the twentieth century, in the twenty first century, the twentieth century, right? Uh, mm-hmm. JP two added the luminous the mystery, right, yes. right? So there's right. even that dynamic that you can see, I think, in what JP two did. This true gift, which is, it's sort of a, it's been an evolving reality. But yes. Saint Dominic is the origin of what we understand now today as the rosary hmm, in the high middle ages 13 yeah, yeah. Uh, what 1200 something yeah that's what i noticed and uh, just reading a little history uh, just uh, a little bit that it, it, i got a sense that it was a, a, a continual trans transition into what we have today and uh pope john paul uh, again incorporated the luminous mysteries which mm-hmm. were beautiful mysteries mm-hmm. beautiful Absolutely. mysteries Well, we're listening to Straight Talk right now. It's an opportunity for our listeners to call in with any questions that you might have on the faith or personal issues or 
current events even. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll attempt all of it. If we don't know the answer, we'll find one for you. The number is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Okay, so we have a prayer request that's come in on Facebook. If I'll read what it says, and if you want to do a, a short prayer on it, that would be great. It says, please pray for my friend's niece, who is 11 and found her stepmother um, committed suicide on Father's Day. Please pray for God to wrap his loving arms around her as she deals with the horror of what she saw. Heavenly Father, we ask that your divine presence might be manifest to this young lady, this young girl. We pray that uh, the memories that she has might find a path to healing, that she might be surrounded by people who can aid her in this journey of filling this loneliness and filling this wound, this pain, this difficulty. Might she be surrounded ultimately by the saints and angels and our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace. The, the Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Dominic, pray for us. Thank you, Father. And thank you to Michelle for submitting that prayer request. We accept prayer requests at all times here at RPR. And we actually have a new segment where we spend time going through our listeners' prayer requests. So, Yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful segment. And uh, so please don't be afraid to go to our website and submit your prayer request. We will certainly get some action on that and send some prayers your direction. Absolutely. So we got so a great question. We do. I'm yes. going to give out the number one more oh, time. Oh, you are good. Because you know I got to <laughs> do the business part. So <laughs> we got to do eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two again eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two or you can submit any questions on Facebook. Okay. Next question. I know two recent Catholic high school grads headed to Augustana are heading to Augustana in a few weeks. Can you discuss what opportunities might exist for them to be active in their faith on this Lutheran campus? What about the local parish? Yeah, I don't know about the local parish, but I know for sure that Father Kevin O'Dell is the campus minister in Sioux Falls, and they have a Sunday evening gathering. I think right now the Mass is at St. Therese in Sioux Falls, but when uh, school starts up, it moves back to the Christ. campus area. Is it at Christ, Christ the, the King, King. Parish yep. that night? Um, so if you want to find them already, they're over at St. Therese on Sunday nights. If you, the young people are Father Odell, and then they'll move back to Christ the King when school starts. And there's a community there. There's a group of, of young people that are Catholic. The truth of the matter is Augustana is filled with a ton of Catholics, and mm-hmm. University of Sioux Falls is filled with, the, with Catholics as well. So there's a lot of great uh, people on campus, and uh, uh, they definitely will find a community if that's what they're looking for. So my encouragement, I don't know what this person, you know, it's always one thing when the person is asking for people they love, because the people they love might not even be interested. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the true. key. So if <laughs> that's, that's the case, true. then what we need is we need hope yeah. for the person who's asking for what's on the campus. 
because uh, we need hope that these people would meet Jesus, uh, that they would have a uh, desire in their heart, a recognition they need something of a life and peace and meaning and purpose that only comes when you find Christ in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that we pray for too. But if it's somebody who does have some faith and, and is active and desirous, uh, I think today's feast day is really important for us to to keep in mind. We're all looking to show up and have something given to us. That's not Christianity. I mean, Christianity is the the Christ that's given to us. Mm-hmm. St. Dominic didn't wait to see what's around. He was the origin of something. Yes. We don't really often think that we can be the origin of something. We're all looking for everybody else to, would you give, what, what groups are in the parish what that can I can join? Me? What can, uh, you know? No. Who in the parish have you seen week after week after week that's interesting to you? Go talk to them. Mm-hmm. Ask them to go to coffee if it seems, and then if coffee's good, then ask them if they have any other friends that would like to join the next week for coffee and like, be the source, be the origin of something beautiful. Uh, and then you become, no matter where you go, then you, you, like already have what you need which is an awareness like god will put me in a place and he's here yes when you yeah. when you share your your time talent and treasure like you just dimensioned don't sit back and see and, and see what you can receive go out and and give and experience the joy of giving you know in this uh, uh industry i'm in in, in the uh, fundraising philanthropic industry uh, you know i've seen over the years is the joy that comes to folks that not only give of their treasure, but of their time and the the uh, uh, joy that they experience, and it just uh, they they uh, come alive, mm. and you can see the joy that comes from their heart mm-hmm. and the, the the look in their eyes, and it, it's just quite gratifying. Yeah, because the human person's made to want to give of itself. We're yeah. made to like, ah, I, I need to give myself away. An authentic way, whether it's financially, you should have fun giving money away uh, if it's given out of the place where you realize everything you have is a gift from God. If you give your time away, you should have fun giving your time away and doing the things. Uh, But if it goes the other way and you're doing, you know, we can all, it takes time to figure that out. But in the end, yeah, you're like made to come alive by giving. Yes. And I've I've experienced that over the years too, the people that uh, give of themselves uh, whether that be time, talent, and treasure, again, they uh, uh, they find that you know specifically their financial gifts. When they start to give some of their blessings, in which they've been blessed, uh, they say, "I'm glad that I made the decision to give it away now, mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. wait till I pass away. I see the good that I'm doing here." And it gives my heart joy. I have a heart of joy that I've never had before, Mike. And praise be to God that I've, we, we, husband and spouse, have made that decision to uh, extend that joy to someone else, whatever charity they choose. All right, folks, you're listening to Straight Talk. It's our segment where people can call in and ask any questions that they might have on the faith or any current events. Father John Rutten is joining us this morning. The number is 877-795-0122. Again, our number is 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Okay. Well, uh... 
Your brother Joe just left us a few minutes ago, and he was talking about bringing faith into the business world. As a as a priest, as a pastor, as a shepherd of your flock at your church, how how Father would you address our listeners of bringing faith into the business world? Christ has something, the church would say Christ has something to do with all of life. Amen. Hmm. So, I'm that's here at the business conference to see if that's true for business people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was in business and Jesus didn't have much to do with my business. Right. <laughs> I was like, get out of my business. Yeah. Uh, I know, I'm being a bit facetious, but I think this is the truth. The church is saying Christ is relevant to all dimensions huh. of life. Uh, from the person cutting the cucumbers, uh, preparing for dinner, yep. uh, to the person who has a produce company that sends the cucumbers from wherever they come right. from to get here to da 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 da. Yeah. Um, and so I think we have to see in people's lives: is it true that Christ can have something to do with all things? And when I meet people who have tested this to see, uh, I find that. There can be uh, an attachment to your success that actually leads to your diminishment. Or there mm. can be ah. a, a drive to have profit that makes your um, people that work for you less happy, more afraid, more like consumed, or more losing their families or things. Uh, I find people, though, that have business businesses or, or in the market, you might say, in the free market, uh, that have faith to be standing on something more certain and more firm that allows them to mm. move and breathe and kind of live in the business world in a way in which, yeah, they desire to be successful. They want to use God's resources for good, but they're in it for a different reason because they're already filled with the thing they most need. So they aren't trying to like squeeze it for every buck or they aren't, you know, they're attentive to a higher order mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. So they want the thriving of the person over the thriving of the pocketbook. Right. Uh, uh, things of that nature, I find. And this is just what I've seen. I met with a guy yesterday who was telling me, you know, it's like he couldn't imagine his life without Jesus. So is faith relevant to the business place? Yeah, he's a different person in the business place because faith is a part of his life. And then he can make different decisions because he's already filled with what he most needs, yeah. which is mm -hmm. Jesus. Well, if you're just tuning in, this is our Straight Talk segment where you, the listener, gets to call in with any questions that you might have. Our number is 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Question for you, Father John. You are um, starting a new parish down in Harrisburg, um, and... Mm. You go to seminary and you you learn all about the faith. You get uh, educated in theology. Up, you know, I think a couple hours of theology are included in seminary. But when you come to the part of the business side of being a priest, being a pastor of a church, do they give you training for that in seminary? Uh, a little bit. So how do you figure it out? How do you, how do you, Father John Rutten, go in and say, okay, I'm gonna. Oh, Bishop has asked me to start this parish. How do you even begin? Well, God chose a founding pastor who also has a business degree and lived for six years in the business world, 
and knows budgets and financial statements and debits and credits and how to make a budget. <laughs> that helps. So so that helps. Yeah. <laughs> that he helps <laughs> tremendously. Yeah, so I did have formation. It was just in my Beforehand. life before I entered seminary. <laughs> I mean, and so two things. Number one, every God's like everything. God uses everything, you know, and he chooses people for a particular time. I also have a exceptional finance council and I let them do their job. I have a nice. great finance director, coordinator in the parish. I let her do her job to the best that I'm able to let go. <laughs> and so, you know, God puts people there and sometimes he makes us inadequate so that we need others. And our difficulty is not that we need greater formation in the seminary. Our difficulty is that we need to realize we are not adequate to all that we are called to do. Right. Let people help. Let people Let help. People help. Uh, and then, Amen. so we did have a little bit of training in the seminary, but you know, the 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 training I really need is to say, let someone help, you know. And then we got Twyla Roman in the chancery office, and right. she's great at human resources. So I'm like, oh, we got to hire a fine, you know. Anyway, yeah, absolutely. Well, it looks like we have a question that is ready for us. Eli, are you with us? Yes, I am. And you have a question I do. for Father. So oh, you're on the air. I am. Um, Great, thanks for calling in, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my question is, uh, it was mentioned earlier that you and Joe are twins. And so I was wondering if there was any time when you were growing up that you guys would play tricks on people by, like, swapping places and pretending to be each other. <laughs> were you in our class? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we had an Eli at St. Joseph's Cathedral, but you must have been in our class. Uh, I always wore, so we went to Catholic school, so we had the colored sweater, the red sweaters, and I always wore my sweater, and Joe never did. And so one time in school, the teacher actually is the one who did it, and one of the teachers, whatever, and he put on the sweater, and I took it off. And then um, that's the only time when we were in school that uh, we did it. But when we got older, we started living in two different cities and people less and less knew there were two of us. And he started <laughs> teaching religion at uh, O'Gorman High School. Uh -huh. So I would go in there sometimes and I would sit at his table at his <laughs> desk and class would start and kids would start rolling in and I'm just at the desk doing whatever, you know, and the kids are rolling in. And then, you know, the bell would ring and then there'd be a moment. And then Joe would walk through the door <laughs> and they'd be like, what? <laughs> 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 so and then we'd have to wait a couple of years <laughs> to do it again. <laughs> uh, well, how much fun was that, Father? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the question, Eli. Yeah. So, of course, thanks for the answer. <laughs> so when you were uh, when when you were in business that six years, what a what a background that you brought to the to the priesthood and to the parishes you serve is is just uh, invaluable. And so. Uh, uh, back when you were in business, did, did you sense uh, colleagues, or maybe you even sensed that, okay, it's it's uh, it's Sunday night, and now I got to think about work, and and uh, did and and people go through that struggle when there's lack of a deeper meaning to their work. I'm afraid, and so. Did that, I, I'm sure the Holy Spirit was working on you since you were born, obviously, since you were conceived. And his mother. And his mother. <laughs> but uh, so, so uh, yeah, did, did, you, uh, uh, did you have those feelings? Did you sense it in your colleagues, maybe, that there was just something missing? There's 
Well, I knew in seminary that I was different than my fraternity brothers. There were a few of them that sort of faith was an evident dynamic of their life, but I knew that there were only a small portion of us that actually like were moved by something, even though it wasn't really lived. I mean, I went to mass and I lectured, but you know, I was at, I was doing other things. And when I went to Chicago to work, um, I had a membership to the athletic facility, and so I would go to the gym in the morning. Well, one day I decided to take a different route to get to the office, and I went past this church, St. Peter's in the Loop, off Michigan Avenue, and I just was, like, drawn inside that church. The Spirit moved me inside that church. I was so, I was like, it's massive crucifixes etched in stone on the facade, and it's squished right between the skyscrapers. And I went in there and I sat in the back of Mass and I thought, what is this? I, I knew Mass was daily, but I'd never been to a, I'd never been to daily Mass. And what happened was I started having this debate every morning. I couldn't go to Mass and the f- gym and get to the work. So I was like, should I go to Mass or should mm. I go to work or to the gym? Yeah. And this became a debate for a year. And I still went to adoration. I still went to Mass on the weekends and stuff. But when I left there, then I moved to Minneapolis a year later, and I basically chose the gym, quote-unquote. I chose the other world, uh-huh. and I left the church. And so uh-huh. it... It uh, And then, really, all my questions died. I had really fascinating questions. I was reading the Gustin's Confessions uh, at the time in Chicago. I really was, like, wrestling. But when I went the other way and chose the other way, it all sort of... And every once in a while, I'd go to a chapel Eucharistic adoration late at night, really confused, and ask questions. And there was still a little thing there saying, you're missing something. You're missing something. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. Um, so you you uh, uh, chose to uh, chose the gym over over uh, the the uh, adoration, and uh, then that switched. And I'm sure that people struggle with that. Okay, I have this much time, and I'm 20 pounds overweight, and so I need to work out. But I need to, I need prayer. I need I need Christ. So. With that struggle, it's uh, it, it, you need to work through that, Father. What advice would you went through that? So, what advice do you have? You gotta beg, and you, you gotta, gotta what? Be, you gotta beg, beg. Yeah, you gotta pray as a beggar, not ah. like I gotta do all these prayers. No, help me. And then you gotta let him show up. How he's gonna show up? He showed up for me in a Protestant minister in Keystone Treatment Center. That's not where anybody's huh. praying their children will yep. end up, and yet that's where I met Jesus. Huh. Uh, and so sometimes we don't really beg. We're sort of like praying, still thinking we can save ourselves. Yeah. He, he shows up in an event, an encounter, and you just you have to beg, Lord, I need you. And Amen. then, then you've got to follow where he shows up. You've got to ask. Yeah, you've got to ask. All right. Well, thanks, Father John, for joining us this morning. You're welcome. Great talk. We didn't. We did. Didn't I do okay. That was yeah, like. Uh, I think you answered okay, every question. Okay. Great. Look at you great. go. Well done. Well done. Thank I you for joining nervous. us. <laughs> Thank you guys for all your mission. Okay. So welcome, thanks Father. to all Thank those you. who called in with questions. Reminder: this segment's on every morning at nine thirty Central, Monday through Friday.
Up next, Father James Mason will be with us talking about virtuous leadership. And later in the show, it'll be time to hit the road for our 10-minute tour of local events. This is Heather Carroll. I'm Mike Kidrowski. And you're tuned in to Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. <laughs> 